brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, suds. It's time for more suds. It is definitely time for more suds, where everything good in life is worth discussing. I am one of your hosts here today, good old boy Mike. Joining me here at the table are Reverend Mark. Hello. Good old gal Juliana. Hi, guys. And good old boy Dave. Yo, yo, yo. Our sud segments are all about beer, beer, and more beer. Uh, we are going to have a show-and-tell segment today, and we're discussing stouts that are non-aged. So uh, that's our topic for today. Our, um, we are going to uh, be talking about these beers, and I am actually going to read our Suds ratings for today. As we're uh, talking about these beers, we're going to actually be tasting and discussing these beers and rating them with these Suds ratings, plus our signature belching sounds. Number one is, that sucks, give me anything but a bud. Number two is, was that a belch? Dave. Ah, what a relief. As Juliana says, every waking moment. Number four is, a body should really not make that sound. Which is what most women say about their men. And number five is, listen to that hang time. <laughs> you know, he started heading down that path, and I We're think there. that is yeah. definitely uh, not a good idea. I'm sickened by it. I can't believe anyone would say that. <laughs> Today's show is a show-and-tell segment. Each host has actually brought a beer to talk about, and we've selected a common style of souths. Stouts. Souths. It's... I'll have another beer. Thank you. <laughs> We're or two. About, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Toy boy, toy boy. Uh, let's see. Uh, we're going to talk about stouts that are actually non-aged today is one of the things we have said. So they're underaged? Um, no, Dave. <laughs> thank you for trying. Uh, so uh, the rest of those have had a chance to try each of the beers that each of us has brought. And each of us is going to actually introduce their beer, discuss their tasting notes, and then we'll go around the table and the rest of us will rate the beer. Um, as we go around today... So, uh, stouts are, uh, you know, it's a pretty broad range of things that, uh, uh, that are in our tasting today. We have some things that are flavored, non-flavored, you know, to kind of talk about. Um, you know, but the one thing that is very consistent is none of this has been barrel-aged. or So, that's uh, one thing we just kind of completely tossed out of the, out of the mixes uh, for sure today. So, uh, I will tell you about the four beers we're going to have today and who brought what. So, Reverend Mark brought Prairie Bomb. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Juliana, uh, you, which one are you going to introduce? The Mexican? Copper Kettle. Oh, okay. The Mexican. Copper Kettle Mexican uh, Chocolate Stout. Bueno. <laughs> si, senor. Um, it, me and my Chihuahua voice are going to be talking about the Mexican Stout for you today. <laughs> One, he, he bring a, a very good beer for you today. Uh, so what do you bring for S. Anderson Valley? Is that what you bring, Senor Dave? Si. Si. 
Uh, so we have a stout from Anderson Valley, and I brought a beer all the way from Sweden um, that we will talk about today. It is yeah, it's good. This is very good. Uh, Doug's Idget is uh, <laughs> that's what we're gonna go with. Uh, Not Doug's Idget. <laughs> Doug's. I'm gonna go with Doug's Idget. I'm Idget. gonna talk about a spill it as we go along. So those are the four beers that we have on our show and tell segment for today. So uh, up first is actually going to be good old gal Joanna, and she is going to talk about the Mexican chocolate stouts from si, Copper Kettle. Senor, si, si. I hear the cantina music firing in right about now. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, yeah, so this is a beer that I picked up on my last day at um, GABF, and I distinctly remember picking it up thinking, oh my gosh, this sounds kind of cool. So Copper Kettle is a, it's Copper Kettle Brewing Company in Denver, Colorado. They are a small little brew pub that opened up in 2011, and interesting for them in the midst of being in denver where there's a lot of breweries a lot of tap rooms a lot of brew pubs blah 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 they have been named by usa today as one of the top 10 breweries in denver which i mean hell i give them accolades just for that because that's a brewing mecca yeah to stand out in that in that uh, town that would be pretty cool yeah, it is kind of cool. Um, and they're known not only for their food, but for their beer. And this particular gem, their Mexican chocolate stout, has one at GABF and um, in All About Beer magazine, they um, are listed as one of 252 award-winning beers. I can't imagine 252. That's like just scratching the surface, right? Definitely. I mean, in the scheme of things. It's like how many beers I had yesterday. My house. Yeah, and because of their success there in the Denver area, for them being in a really small, like, strip mall place, that wasn't me, I wasn't whistling, I swear. Yes, it was. Uh, um, they have built a new 15-barrel edition. Wow. Yeah, pretty impressive, wouldn't you say? All right, so for a point of comparison here, so perennial ale... <laughs> who we all uh, know out of St. Louis and is on an eight barrel system. Uh-huh. Okay, so here you have a brew pub. And this little old brew pub is it, now up it, to a 15, 15 barrel barrels. system. That's yeah, crazy. it's a 15 barrel brew house. Wow. I just, wow. Yeah. Mm. So props to these people for only being open for three years in Denver, mind you, and them expanding, you know, for as much as they are. Um, so, yeah. So, okay. So it's a mom and pop little place and what i like about this beer is that it's taking it's an american style stout and it's taking it to a new level i mean don't get me wrong stouts are my favorite thing in the world i can brew them every day for the rest of my life and not have enough of them but what i like about this is that it's got um some chili peppers for the heat and it's got some cocoa nibs and some cinnamon too Mm. and it might be a little overwhelming to some but i really like it and as it's warmed up um i enjoy it even more (laughs) So, Dave, uh, what did you think about uh, Copper Kettle Mexican Chocolate Stout? That's the correct name, right, Juliana? Yes. Yeah, what did you think about it? Senor well, Dave. Um, it's very spicy. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. Uh, it's it's like, you know, if you like one of those fancy Mexican, um, you know how, like, 
you know, you go to the grocery store and you want to buy some regular hot chocolate and you're looking for the regular hot chocolate and you can't find Swiss Miss because all the other fancy gourmet hot chocolates are there. I think that's just a problem for you, Dave. <laughs> but then you see Abuita. This was Dave Brown time. Okay. Dave's supposed to be talking. So, anyways, uh, you're going, you're looking for all the regular hot chocolate, and then there's the Mexican hot chocolate. You're like, well, crap, I'll try it. So then you go home and you make it. And you're like, well, I want some hot chocolate. And then all of a sudden, it's got cinnamon and chilies and, like, frijoles and um, huevos and, you know, cucarachas and all this stuff in it. And you're like, man, this stuff's crazy. Anyway, no, uh, seriously, though, I I like this beer. I think... um, it really takes you away from just a regular stout. Um, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice winter beer. Like if you're if if you were out uh, after a day of sledding or you know being out around a bonfire or something like that, this would be a really good beer to have with you. Um, mm. And I give it trace. Hey, trace. Uh, number three, which is I was at the badge. <laughs> Thank you, Senor Dave. So a good old boy, Mike, he have a Mexican chocolate stout from a copper kettle. A Chihuahua is spicy, very, very spicy. I'm, I hear the alarm <laughs> in my mouth. You know, it's, I, I Chihuahua is uh, very spicy, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Me and uh, Miguel, we uh, you know, we don't think it's a it's a beer that not everybody gonna like. <laughs> so uh, it's a very <laughs> spicy and chocolate, and uh, it's very intense. So uh, you know, I, he I we give it a three. Like, you know, a trace as well. So it was very uh, spicy. So recently. Um, you know, we were uh, there was a beer competition that uh, all of you were in, and I happened to be judging the spice beer category. Go figure. <laughs> you know, and what a torture fest that was! It was one pepper beer after another, uh, just kept on rolling and rolling and rolling. And oddly enough, um, it was the vegetal category um, yeah. in in that beer competition. And actually, Zaya, um, who's another host here on the show occasionally, uh, won that category actually with a Christmas spice beer. And actually, her beer was a, a welcome respite from all the pepper beer uh, that were in there. It was jalapenos and habaneros, and it was just, wow, it was like a pepper festival that was going on. This beer brought me back to that intense moment, you know, rather quickly. Um, I don't think that uh, most people uh, really think about uh, peppers and beers uh, as going together naturally. Um, I really find there has to be a uh, again. It's the are you having you know beers with pepper or peppers with beer you know mm-hmm. conversation. You know, it's are they kind of in check and complementing each other? I have to say that the pepper is kind of overwhelming. Um, you know, the beer here a little bit, although it's not as intense as maybe some of the other things that I've had in, a, in so the pepper beer category. Do you think this beer will make it hard to sit down tomorrow? Uh, a chihuahua, yes. I think that I'm going to be going off. You see, it's a flames are shooting out of my butt. Uh, yes. Uh, so, um, yeah, 
I, I really think that uh, most people, uh, I would be shocked if they one person actually drank the whole bottle. I would be very shocked about that. I would say that most people will probably have one glass. Maybe it's just a point of some having something that is vastly different. Um, yeah. And I think of all the pepper beers that I've had, I like the thought of having it with something that is sweet. Mm-hmm. You know, to get that sweet hot thing going. I think the only thing that was missing here is it just wasn't sweet enough. Yeah. And the bittering agent, you know, that they would really bring forth with the chocolate, it was just kind of getting blown out, you know, basically by the pepper in the beer. So, you know, uh, that's kind of what me had me thinking, you know, that brought me down around that, that three number. Reverend Mark, what would you think about uh, Copper Kettle from, uh, or uh, Mexican chocolate for Copper Kettle? Well, I, I think it's um, a up. beer that I'm really enjoying with this little two ounce pour, which is only about halfway. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit of it, but you know, even if I didn't really want this in a in a in a beer glass, um, I would uh, I would love to have a, a six pack of this um, on the ready for the next uh, chili that I'm going to make. I would definitely mm. I could definitely see this using this in some chili. Huh. Oh, uh, that's, sounds now, if, now, I've had your chili. So, look, mm-hmm. if you use this, don't put any more hot sauce <laughs> and <laughs> no more cayenne yeah. pepper on yeah. top yeah. of this. No, this is, you can put yeah. this in place of that, okay? In now, place of That's what I'm saying. On it. Uh, and I do think it would be a really good aperitif, you know, for something, you know, for some hot and, like, uh, sweet-type foods, pairings, you know, mm. would be yeah, really good. I'm, so. I'm thinking if you were kind of coming in and having, like, a cheesecake, you know, um, maybe uh, or something else that was like that that was a very that would cool sweet it down. milk base of something you know yeah, yeah milk that, is important yeah something yeah. creamy yeah mm-hmm. so you know I thought thought it was uh, it was fine I, like again I, everybody else said or most everybody I, I'm not so sure that I could drink a, a pint of this at all but um, but I could you know I could uh, definitely enjoy this if I was starting out like a dinner party with a with a little like a four ounce pour yeah I would give know? this to a relative just to see their facial expression yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here have a glass of Montezuma's Revenge here grandma <laughs> this will wake you up <laughs> so, so what's your such rating of the Mexican chocolate here from Capricorn Cap- Cap- uh, I'll be I'll be generous and give it a three a three yeah. as well how about that Ooh. Was that a belch? Well, thank you, Juliana, for uh, bringing that and uh, getting us out of the gate with um, something that uh, definitely was a hot topic of discussion. <laughs> Up next is going to be Dave talking about the beer that he brought from Anderson Valley. Dave. This, this is Barney Flats Oatmeal Stout. Cool. How about that? So, um, very vastly different from this yes. stout. Nice respite. <laughs> So, uh, Anderson Valley, they are in Boonville, California. Um, they keep about 40 beers or so on tap, rotating around, or not on tap, but in production, rotating around. Um, so, the Barney Flats, which it reminds me of Barney Fife. Um, I love the Andy Griffith show, but uh, anyways, I like anything with Barney except Barney the Dinosaur. Um, it's very dark. Very smooth beer, um, nice mouthfeel, but it's not too thick. Um, it's a very even, even flavored beer. Very oaty um, is something I would say about this beer. Which, since it's an oatmeal stout, I guess oaty is a good flavor <laughs> and a good word to say. Huh. 
Um, I think it's a, a, a nice beer, and it's actually cooling me down from a previous beer that I had. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> hey, look, you bring in a Mexican chocolate beer, all right, you're going to take some heat. Get it? <laughs> Anyways, um, I really like this beer. Um, I think it's a good... Um, I, I, I don't know what the ABV is, but I, I would almost call it a nice sessionable oatmeal beer uh, or oatmeal stout. I think it's easy to drink, so I would give this a three. Ooh, okay. <clears throat> uh, so the uh, Anderson Valley um, you know, stout that's here is, um, you know, the tasting notes I wrote on this day were it was kind of cola sweet and kind of a lot of caramel. And this mm-hmm. is kind of like what I would say stout light. Um, mm-hmm. This is the beer that's in between, you know, what I would consider the bottom and the best. Um, you know, this is, I don't know, it, for some reason, it just I feel like they, you know, it's kind of in the middle of their lineup, you know, at Anderson Valley. I've, I've had a lot of other beer, you know, from Anderson Valley. Great brewery um, and a, a lot of other great beer. Um, their, uh, their Goza is, is just phenomenal. Um, I mean, it's mm-hmm. right up there with Westbrook's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's really, really great beer. This, not so much. You know, I just, um, I, I, sometimes I have a stout, and I and I have, like, a standard thing that I write down on my, it's sweet cola crap. Um, you know, this is not quite um, in that category. Um, you know, but the thing I can't get out of my head is any Barney song that's going in my head right now around this. I don't know, I don't know who Barney is. I, I, I will, I'm sure that I'll lay it in the background, you know, through my discussion here. My SEDS rating for Anderson Valley's Stout is going to be a three. Was that a belch? Up next is Reverend Mark talking about Anderson Valley. Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, I could drink a pint of this at least right now just mm. to, to tamp down the flames <laughs> that we were talking about. <laughs> Maybe if you pour the Anderson Valley into the Mexican. Here, I'll try that. Well, while you're doing that, I'll do a little side blending here. Ooh, that's like some international treaties. Yes, I know. It's right. But I don't get the cola aspect so much. Um, I just think that it's the, the stark contrast of going from, you know, just a really robust, very spicy, hot type beer to, you know, a more gentle uh, oatmeal silky beer, mm-hmm. uh, which is definitely of a session strength. So I mean, it's it's not the absolute best oatmeal stout that I've that I've ever had, but but I think it's um, it's pretty good, and uh, I'll give it a three, three as well. What, uh, was that a belch, Juliana? What did you think about Anderson Valley's uh, oatmeal stout here from Barney? I would. <laughs> <laughs> Well, considering well, it came from a purple stone. <laughs> I never really. Hello, kids. Um, I was a little underwhelmed by it. You know, interesting, when you go to Beer Advocate, you know, they rate it really well. And I thought, well, okay, this is cool. I love oatmeal stouts, and I make oatmeal stouts. So, yeah, let's bring it on. Mm. And I was a little underwhelmed by it. No offense to Anderson Valley. Didn't, um, uh, didn't burn enough? It you. didn't burn enough. No, yeah. it didn't have enough flavor. Yeah. Odie, it Not is. Not flavor or bitter. Right. Yeah. Um, Odie, it is. It's mm. very It's very heavy on the oats. But to me, it was a little thin in, um, in mouthfeel for what I would expect from an oatmeal stout. Um, so that made it a little underwhelming. I mean, yeah, I could drink it like, you know, like anything else. But um, just a little underwhelmed. Sorry. And um, I'm giving this a three. 
Ah, the same uh, with Set of Belge. <clears throat> so, um, great beer, Dave, and uh, thank you for uh, bringing that uh, for us today. All right. Um, I am going to uh, go next, which is the beer that I brought from Sweden. Um, this is a beer that a beer that uh, <laughs> they like in in the with the land where they make the cuckoo clocks too. <coughs> it's good. Oh, it's so a good. good. And Inga and I, we get together. We have a bit of beer. Um, so um, I am hoping that I'm pronouncing this correctly. I'm sure that I'm butchering and crossing, you know. 10 different uh, countries with my accent as well. It's D-U-G-G-E-S is the name of this brewery. So uh, I'm going to call it Doug's, um, although you think it is Douglas. Um, so they are, this is actually from um, a brewery that was started in 2005. The name of the brewery is Mikhail Doug Engstrom. And uh, they're really focused on top fermented beers. Um, and they tend to like to use a lot of uh, Chinook in a lot of their beers. So um, the first time that I had this um, this stout, which is called Idget, <laughs> was actually at a good belching zone, which was the Blue Monk Cafe in Buffalo, New York. Hey. And uh, great place. And uh, I was there uh, that evening with a... A couple of folks, um, good friends uh, that I was working with in the area, and they had this on the tap menu. Never had it before, and uh, you know they were with me, uh, and they're always looking at me and going, "Mike, so what we should have, you know, this evening?" And I'm going, well, "I don't know, but I'm going to try that stout." Um, you know, while you guys are figuring out the rest, and so they brought me a snifter of this. Just phenomenal. I was so blown away. I was like, wow, this is just, um, it was so intense, um, you know, with many things that I think of in a stout. I mean, I, I tend to think of the balance between dryness and sweetness has to be very, very, you know, right on spot. Um, it's, uh, I think that most stouts really tend to err on the side of being too sweet. Um, and this one had a lot of, characteristics that I really enjoyed the the balance between the dryness and the sweetness in this as well the cocoa bitterness was the other thing that I really really loved you know in this beer that I had it and I remember as I finished the snifter I was like wow that was fantastic and then I I'm sitting here and I'm looking on my phone where you know some some other uh, you know where I can actually find this beer you know and I'm like I will never find this you know Luckily, uh, it was widely distributed in the New York area, and I did find it at a bottle shop that was there, but I've lucked into finding this in some other places, and you asked me where I got this you know, before we came in here and flipped the mics on, and I actually picked this bottle up in North Carolina um, at Best Way, of all places. Great place in Greensboro, uh, North Carolina. Really great bottle shop. Really love them there, and um, so I believe that you can find this. Uh, again, a really great brewery. I really love this beer just because of the exceptional balance uh, that's in it. And I think that uh, it's kind of what I would consider a go-to imperial stout when people mm. go, what's kind of your reference? When you think about imperial stout that's not made in the U.S., this would probably be one of the ones uh, that I would probably hold up in the top five. Reverend Mark, what do you think about uh, this beer that I brought? I liked it overall. You mentioned the Chinook hops. I have to say for myself that I, I find with Chinook that they're it's a great bittering hop, but if you use too much of it, um, 
it it tends to have some off flavors and off aromas um, but there wasn't overly so with this but I could still kind of pick up on that um, it also reminds me of a really really big milk stout with a little twist of chocolate at the end mm. you know so it does have that that kind of that sweet and somewhat dry well finished kind of uh, you know left hand kind of style on you know squared or on steroids so I find it to be a really interesting interpretation of the Imperial Stout. Mm. Um, I can't say that it's my absolute favorite, but um, I think I would probably like to have another glass. Mm. Which sends rating on that? I'll give you a three. A three as well. Was that a belch? And one of the things I forgot to mention is, so the declared style is an Imperial Stout with this beer. The ABV is 9.5% on this beer as well. So, uh, Joanna, what would you think about the uh, stout that I brought here from Douglas? Well, I have to say, I'm really impressed with what, you know, a Swedish interpretation of an imperial stout is. It makes a good beer. It does make a, a good beer. Um, but, yeah, it was like this blend of different kinds of stouts to me. It was kind of like a milky like stout. Yeah, yeah. It, it really was. Um, you know, so I had that slickness on the tongue of a traditional milk stout, but yet I had like dark fruits in it too of an imperial stout, and um, and then I had the I, I it really tasted the chinook and I smelled the chinook and I'm like, okay, wait, I'm a little confused. Does this want to be like an IPA in a way? Like, um, you know, so it was. It was a really interesting interpretation. Hmm. Um, you know, obviously this isn't the gold standard of what an imperial stout is, especially after tasting Big Bad Baptist on a, you know, our most recent episode. But, um, you know, I, I could do a pint or two of this, yeah, hmm. any day. Um, I'm going to give this a four. A four? Body should really not make that sound. So I think one of the things that I noticed uh, with the sample, the a bottle that I brought in, the carbs are really a little bit low on this. It is, yeah. Um, and that's probably the only thing I'm, I'm a little disappointed. I don't know if that is a shipping, shelving, you know, age, you know, thing sure. around this. It's not taking away from the flavor at all. No. Uh, but but I, yeah, I, I know I what you mean. The carb is just a little bit low on this. Dave, uh, what do you think about the Douglas that I brought here? Well, actually, <clears throat> I'd done some research, and. Um, <laughs> It's <laughs> rough. Wow, that's that is so mean. You know, I could have said, "Please stop." I could potentially go into research. research. But anyways, in uh, in Sweden, D U G G E S is actually pronounced Steve. So this is D Steve. This is this is Steve. Steve's idiot. Um, so. Oh, <laughs> That's too much. Um, <laughs> wow. You know, yep. you go on. They, they call it Bob. You, you know, you take your time. You go on to Google and you look at stuff. And then don't even appreciate it. Nope. Well, that's fine. Definitely not. Um, so your idiot, um, I find your idiot very appealing. Um, I'm sure it, you do. It's very sweet, um, like my idiot. Really, really. <laughs> you find this sweet, really? I do, I do. I, I, uh, there's a, there's a little sharpness at the front, but I think at the end there is this um, certain. It, it's almost like you uh, you brew a really big beer. It's cocoa sweet. It's that, not cola sweet, though. Right. Yeah. It, it doesn't. It's almost like it didn't ferment all the way out. 
even though it's like nine and a half percent, it's like they they started with such a huge grain bill that the yeast could not pull everything out. So, like they um, they did a, did add a lot of some sort of unfermentable sugar to it. You know, whether it was just the caramel or uh, caramel grains or whatever it was. But I, I do get this sort of residual sweetness with it. Hmm. What's but your suds rating on this then? I gave this one. I gave the Idget a three. A three? Was that a belch? Well, thanks, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm glad, uh, glad we got to talk about it. And I'm glad I got to share it with you. So um, I, I look forward to having this beer on tap again. Um, I have to say that after having it on tap and then having it in the bottle, I would definitely have it on yeah, tap. Yeah, it would be cool to have it fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See the difference. And, uh, you know, I think that we get through that carb thing as well. So Yeah, it was a little flat. So I think yeah. if it, yeah. Yeah. It, We'll see. All right, Reverend Mark. Uh, hang on just a second. Let's uh, let's take a quick se- segment break here before we get uh, going along. We'll come back with Reverend Mark's uh, show and tell moment here. So we'll be right back in just thirty Woo. seconds. Thanks for coming back on Sip, Suds, and Smokes. This is a show-and-tell segment. We are talking about stouts that we brought that are non-aged. We've been heading around the table here. And next up is Reverend Mark to talk about the beer that he brought. All right. I've been sharing with everyone the Prairie Ales Bomb. Ba-boom. Ba-boom. Prairie Ales is from Krebs, Oklahoma. And uh, this particular one, uh, the bomb, is an imperial stout layered with chocolate and cocoa, vanilla bean, and ancho pepper, which we've had a pepper beer earlier. Really? But this one, yeah, this one, though, I think the ancho is a good choice because I get a little of that green twang in there, hmm. but it's not, the heat's not too intense, but it just kind of melds in there with especially the coca and the and the vanilla bean so kind of interesting this beer though is huge it's kind of like it's a it's a it's a it's a black hole of an imperial stout that you may find the gravitational pull to be too intense to resist it'll just take you under You wow. cannot resist its gravitational pull. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a movie trailer. You should be. Coming on next week, your it's beer is going to take you into the black hole of stouts. In the year 2014. Beer, beer, beer. Yes. Take this with you to the next showing of... Uh, well, people do consider Oklahoma a bit of a black hole, so. Yeah. I'm feeling a Monty Python bit coming on here just at any given moment. I swear, just, I'm, I'm sure by the time we get to Dave, that's my bet. Anyway. Well, it reminds me maybe of that movie just recently with Daniel Day uh, Lewis, uh, There Will Be Stout. <laughs> wow. Wow. No, no country for old stouts. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to the beer. So, but it, this this beer embodies some interesting um, contradictions. That is, it's it's oily, but it's not slick. It's extremely dark, but it's not bitter or astringent. 
Uh, it'll stain your teeth, no doubt, but you know who's watching. It's just us here. Uh, I pick up definite notes of coffee, molasses, dark chocolate with a little bit of vanilla aromatic. And I think just all that combined makes uh, a long night with a snifter worthy of two short stories of your author of your, your own persuasion. I would choose Jim Harrison myself and maybe a, a, a Maduro dark wrap cigar. Mm. So for me at least, this one was most impressive with a score of four. Wow. <clears throat> How about that? Body should really not make that sound. Juliana, what do you think about Prairie from uh, Bomb from Prairie Ale? This is a really interesting stout. Thank you, Reverend Mark, for bringing this. Um, so, you know, it's got some heat, like my Mexican chocolate. Um, a little bit more American than my Mexican chocolate. Um, there is a bit of a slickness to the tongue that I would expect, but really just interesting flavor because as you smell it, it's not as... It's very subtle, you know, but um, it's it definitely comes in and grabs you, you know, once you take a taste of it. Um, would I want a lot of this? Probably not, because it is, you know, rather potent in its own way, but um, hmm. a very, very interesting, interesting beer. Um, I'm going to give this a three. A three? Instead <clears throat> of belch. Dave, what do you think about uh, Bomb from Prairie Ale? Well, let me just say that I am so glad we finally did a show about underage stouts. Um, I think that's, that is a subject that no one has really touched on before. Oh, wait, let me. Oh, my notes say unaged stouts. Sorry. Anyway, um, so the bomb from Prairie is really, really good. Um, the ancho chilies, I'm kind of with Mark on this. I think that really distinguishes the flavor. Um, you know, the vanilla and the chocolate are good, but that that kind of green pepper taste that kind of that kind of goes on the back end of it, I think that really is what rounds it out. Um, I really like this beer, and I gave it a four. Four. <coughs> Body should really not make that sound. Well, uh, so the uh, the bomb here from Prairie Ale was. Uh, uh, so I, I must confess, this is a beer I've had uh, several times, and um, you know, if anything, I really like that this represents um, a measure of accomplishment for Prairie Ale itself. This was one of the earlier beers that they created at Prairie Ale, um, and they so they created uh, the the Prairie Ales. Uh, which is and then the standard and then uh, some of the other ones like America and some of the other uh, things they have in the sour line they created this stout <clears throat> and that as really uh, I think this is was their very first stout that they created really hmm. was um, quite amazing I think for uh, a beer that they really wanted to put out on the, the marketplace the thing I always remember about this beer is that it really intense um, on both levels, mm. I, I you know the thing that I really love about this beer is the measure of balance between the sweetness and the bitterness that's in this beer, and there's a kind of a bit of a layering effect that goes on. The ancho chili that's in the description, I don't get it. I don't. I've never tasted that in this beer. But you know, as far as you know, just the um, 
incredible balances there and it almost feels like you're you're eating like a three-layer you know chocolate bar because there's different types of bitterness that kind of hits you you know as you're Mm -hmm. enjoying this as well there's like an intense bitterness that hits you and then there's something kind of in the middle and then there's a different kind of bitterness that's on the finish and on the back end you know of this as well and so it's all of these elements of quality and complexity that kind of comes around this is a really fabulous stout and i am so glad to say that this is made in the heartland of america i mean yeah um really great beer uh i can't think that it's in the finer hands of anybody than the folks at prairie ale i hope they make this for a very long time the only thing i'm disappointed about this is the bottle is empty <laughs> yeah uh, I am going to give uh, Prairie Ale's Bomb a four. <laughs> Body should really not make that sound. And, uh, you know, as much as I raved about it, it was pretty close. I mean, I was like, mm, is this five worthy? You know, is this four? I don't know. It comes bouncing, bouncing around that. But mm-hmm. absolutely, a really solid beer. And I would say that if somebody is really looking to have a stout that is not overwhelming or too big, um, this, is a, this is a beer you could sit down and have more than one of, right? Yeah. No, yeah. I agree. Yeah, as opposed to the Mex- Mexican uh, chocolate, I can yeah. have like about half a glass and still leave some. Which if you is like exactly stouts. what I did. Yeah, <laughs> as they're all looking at my sample cup over here as well. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, uh, thanks for uh, the show and tell um, episode that we've had here, and thanks for the stouts you guys brought. It was really good. Um, I look forward to our next show and tell show. Uh, that we'll have. I'm sure Dave will come up with something interesting for that. Oh, one. I've got something to show you. But <laughs> 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 you won't want to tell about yep. it. <laughs> We've been banned from another state yet. Once again, folks, thanks. I appreciate that. Well, it's been really great stuff. Let's wrap up our episode for today. Thanks to all of our listeners here on Sips, Suds, and Smokes. You can catch all of our episodes online on iTunes, SoundCloud, PRX, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, Uncle John's Basement, and Spreaker, our native media host. Our terrestrial radio stations are always going, Achihuahua, put the beer out, and they're always choosing to still pick us up. If you'd like to hear this beer on your favorite radio station, send them a note, send them a fire extinguisher, and copy us as well. You can reach us online anytime at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. And if you want to tell me how much you love me and my performance on the show. (laughs) Or Or not. (laughs) Or what a jerk I am. Please reach out to leave the cork in at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Excellent. Thanks, Dave. Listen, our uh, daily uh, tasting notes flow out on Twitter every single day. Our handle on Twitter is at sipsudsmokes. Our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. Listen, if you're listening to us online, do us a favor. Take the time to rate this episode on wherever you're listening to us. That's a really big help to us. It helps us get to the top of a lot of search engines, and we actually get to see your feedback as well, so I really appreciate that. I want to thank my co-host for being here. Reverend Mark, thanks for joining us. May the beer angels be with you. Mm. We'll give that one a good one. And good luck out, Juliana. Thank you for being here. Cheers, everybody. And good old boy Dave, thanks for being here. Hey, leave that cork in. Absolutely. I want to ask our listeners to join us once again. This is good old boy Mike asking you to keep on sipping.
This has been a One Tan Hand production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.